Grab your Bibles, please, as you're sitting down. And I want to invite you to turn to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 2. 2 Timothy, chapter 2. As you're finding your way in your Bible, let me just ask you this by way of introduction. Are you willing to pay a high price to follow Christ? Paying a high price to follow Jesus Christ. I believe we're living in days, beloved, and I believe you'd agree with me. There are going to be a, there's going to be a high price to follow Jesus Christ. Are you willing to pay the price to follow Christ? Do you know that we're going to face more and more persecution in these days? And I believe there's no doubt a sign of the time that's looming on the horizon. Now, some of us maybe not are stepping up to the plate. Oh, we claim to be Christians, and perhaps we are, and I thank God for that. But there's a number of Christians today uh, that are maybe not really um, giving your all to the Lord. Are you willing to pay the high price to follow Jesus Christ? You might want to entitle this message, not only paying the high price to follow Jesus Christ, but you might want to entitle it usable, usable. How many want to be usable for the Lord? Come on, let me see your hand. You want to be usable for the Lord. Well, I believe all of us, if we love Jesus because he first loved us, you want to be usable for the Lord's glory. And by the way, when I mention high price, I'm not talking about paying for our sins. Oh, no, 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 don't misunderstand. We're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But wait a minute, we're never alone. <laughs> you didn't get that, did you? Uh, we're saved by grace alone, uh, by faith alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, but we're never alone. But wait a minute, we're saved under good works. I said we're saved under good works. Do you have those good works? I'm so glad you come to church. You just don't know what it means to me to see you every Sunday. I look forward to th this time together. It's my highlight of the whole week. However, as uh, your pastor, I want you to know that it's my responsibility to equip the saints and, and prepare us all as we stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment seat. We'll have to give an account for our life, the gifts God's given us, namely the spiritual gifts. And so that's our goal here. Are you really willing to pay the price to follow Jesus Christ? I'll never forget it a few years ago. It was back in the 90s. My granddad, who I call Poppy, he came to church, and my granddad wasn't saved. It was when we were in the old building. I remember seeing him as if it was yesterday. I can see him sitting out in the congregation, he and my grandmother. And I remember the message the Lord put on my heart, paying the price to follow Christ. That was the message. It was from John's Gospel, chapter 6, when a lot of the crowd left Jesus when he started started talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, meaning not literally, but symbolically following him. Hey, look, as a Christian, we've been called to deny ourselves, take up a cross, follow him. You know what? Can I summarize where you're at right now in your life? Here's where you're at right here in your life. I'll be honest with you. Either you're serving yourself or you're serving the Lord. I don't know any other way to put it. Either you're serving Satan or you're serving Jesus. Now, who are you serving? What is your life all about? That's the real question. Am I really willing to pay the price to follow Christ? I'm not talking about lip service here. I'm not talking about going to heaven here. I'm talking about discipleship. When, when, and we're going to talk about it today. 
this matter of paying the price to follow Christ, saying no to myself, my time, my talents, my treasures, my life, my future, my finances, my family. Are you willing to pay the price to follow Jesus Christ? Well, we're looking today at this wonderful subject in the scriptures, paying the price, usable. Now, my granddad was sitting there. I was praying he'd be saved like I'm praying that you'll be saved today. There's a lot of people that claim they've got a relationship with Jesus, but there's no fruit. There's no works. And the Lord said, if a man says he's got faith and he doesn't have works, this man's faith is dead. There's a lot of people that say they know God, and I'm not denying they might not know about Him, but really knowing Him personally, having a relationship with Him. There's a total different dimension of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not a religion, not just coming to church, but every day. Tell me, do you spend time with the Lord every day? I want to encourage you to do so. We're talking about a disciplined life, a life willing to pay the price to follow Jesus Christ. In this pluralistic uh, society and this uh, uh, perverse generation, I believe we're going to see more and more, again, persecution on Christians, and it's going to cost you something. In fact, it's going to cost you something during the week to serve the Lord. How many know what I'm talking about? It's going to cost you something to say no to the flesh and yes to Jesus Christ during the week, not just Sunday, but during the week. Are you going to follow Jesus Christ? Are you going to be ashamed when people are talking about telling dirty jokes and so forth? Are you going to just join in? Are you going to be like the world? Are we going to just uh, have a casual life that really doesn't radiate uh, the glory of our Lord? Well, we're going to look today at uh, two parts of following the Lord Jesus, paying the price to follow Jesus Christ. And here's where we're going. I want to ask you as we turn to 2 Timothy chapter uh, 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, if you'll stand to your feet, I want to read just a couple of verses from 2 Timothy chapter 2. You recall this is Paul's swan song. It, he's in prison. He's writing this to Timothy. And uh, he knows that his time is short. Can I ask you a question? If you knew you had six months to live, what would you do different? I said if you knew you had six months to live, what would you do different? One of our men, Rick, uh, as I mentioned, Grabbit, he said the doctor told him he's got just a few months to live. He's 67 years old, unless he takes this treatment. And then if he takes the treatment, he's got four years to live, according to the doctor. What would you do different if you knew you were hit with that death sentence? Well, Paul says to Timothy, hey, I'm praying for you day and night. Question, before I read the text, how many believe and how many would say it's very important and it's on my heart to pray for my loved ones day and night? It's important. Oh, will you do that today? Will you do that in a moment? Not only praying, but pointing out to them where God is at work in their life and then passing on to them. I believe that's the greatest legacy you can do and pass on in me is our relationship with Jesus. What kind of price are you willing to pay to follow Christ? Uh, in chapter 2, uh, we're going to read verse 20, 21. That's our text today. However, Paul, as he begins to write this letter in chapter 1, he says, Endure hardness, Timothy, paying the price to follow Christ. Can I put it this way before I read the text? And I love you, but I, I, sometimes I need to hear this. Can I be honest? Some of you need to step up to the plate. You're in the background. You're in the stands. You see what all's going on with the coronavirus. 
And a lot of people are using that excuse for serving God. Hey, it's time to step up, right? It's time to man up. It's time to woman up. We're living in a desperate society. And it's not going to get any better. We need men of God, women of God, who will be full of God to make a difference for the glory of God. We don't need a bunch of casual Christians who skip in and just give God lip service. The church is full of half-hearted Christians. But God's calling some men and women to take up a cross, follow Him. Hey, I promise you this, I promise you, when you get to heaven, you'll be glad you did it. You'll be glad you did it, trust me. You'll be glad. You've got to take my word from that. You'll be glad you did it. Every sacrifice, every denial of yourself, you'll say, hallelujah. I had somebody to challenge me, encourage me. So we come to chapter 2 in 2 Timothy. If you're there, say amen. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2. I mentioned you last week how the people of God stood to read the Word of God, reverence to the Word of God, and boy, you better believe we've got a battle over the Bible. That's what we're in right now. Not a flesh and blood battle, but a spiritual battle. And that's why God's calling you and me to be soldiers. Will you step up today? Will you really? Verse 20 of our text. Are you ready? Chapter 2, verse 20. Paul says to Timothy, But in a great house, the word house there is oikos, means at home, residence. In a great house, there are not only vessels, the word vessels, skuos, and that word means utensil, uh, a container. There's a great house, notice, there are not only vessels, utensils, containers of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor. And uh, this word honor means price, it means cost. Some, that's why I get the title of the message, uh, a high price to follow Christ. Some to honor and some to dishonor. The word dishonor is disgrace. And Paul's not talking about being saved, he's talking about after you have been saved. What are you doing now for the glory of God? How disciplined is your life? Are you really following Christ? Are you pointing people to the Lamb of God? Keep reading. Verse number 21. If a man, therefore, if a man, therefore, purge, the word purge means clean out. It means clean thoroughly. I believe this is a message to me today. I believe it's a message to you today. If a man, therefore, purge, notice, himself from these, he shall be a vessel. There's that word again, a utensil, usable. Tell me, are you usable? Tell me, are you a clean vessel? Notice, he'll be a vessel unto honor. The word honor is the word time. The word means price. He'll be a valuable price. He'll be a tool in the Lord's hand. Wait a minute. God help us. Yes, Lord, I want to be a tool in your hand. He should be a vessel unto honor, sanctified. That means set apart and meet. I like that word meet. You know what it means? Useful, useful, useful. Lord, I don't want to be a dirty vessel. I want to be useful. I don't want to blend in with the crowd. I want to be useful. And, and I believe you do too, otherwise you wouldn't be here. And meet for the master's use. Look at that last part of that verse. The master's use. My Lord, my owner, the one that bought me with his own blood and said I'm not my own. Yeah, I know we think we are wrong, but really not. Let's take our hands off our life today. He said, for the master's use, and then notice, and prepared unto every good work. That, word, that means made ready. Father, 
I want to fresh and anew rededicate my life to you right now. I pray for men and women right here and those listening by way of live stream. We'll all afresh and anew yield and surrender our life to you right now. Oh God, I pray that you'll take control of our thought life, our family life, our future and our finances and our family and everything, precious Jesus. You know where we're at. And Lord, I know that I can mm, fool people, but I can't fool you. And we can't fool you. You know because you made us. Our God, I thank you, you bought us. Hallelujah. And you are coming back for us. I pray you'll help us to be ready, occupy. Help us to be watching and waiting. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I ask you for cleansing today. And Father, I'm convinced I'm not the only one that needs a fresh, good, thorough searching and a fresh, new washing with the washing of water by the word. So God, we, we come before you in great need for your presence, your power, your peace. We come before you, Father, as your people in a desperate time in our nation and in our world for you to make us usable vessels. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll strip away the facade and the pretense and all hypocrisy and all talk and no walk. God, dig down deep in our hearts. Send the Holy Ghost plow to plow up the fallow ground. Oh, God, deliver us from the evil one. And, Father, I pray you'll set our souls on fire this morning that we would be filled and overflowing with your great love and your forgiveness and your purpose for us in this life. Lord, I know there's many hurting. There's many that need a breakthrough. But, God, it's not about us. It's about you. So, Father, have your will and way now. And we'll give you thanks and praise because you, Jesus, are the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I believe, Lord, if there are people here saved today, which I know there are, I believe, Father, that all of us would testify you're the best thing that's ever happened to us. Hallelujah. And I bless you, Jesus, and want to be faithful as a clean vessel to make a difference while we can. Lord, we don't want to just play church. We don't want to just go through the motions. We want heaven's best. And the church said, and we just give you glory now. And speak to us, change us. Oh, God, correct us, cleanse us. And again, use us for your glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. And all the church said, amen. amen. Are you serious today? I said, are you serious? If you're not serious, go on and go to sleep. Don't listen to the message. Don't listen to the message. This is only for serious Christians. If you're not serious, go on and go to sleep. Might as well go to sleep. This is only for serious Christians. And I'm not just talking about, you know, going through the motions. I'm talking about serious Christians paying the price to follow Christ. And that's what I believe the Lord is saying to us. Here's where we're going, two parts. Number one, what kind of Christian does God use? Number two, how can we be used of God in a mighty way? And so let's talk about this. If money represented you following Jesus, what would you say if money would you say my life represents a penny? I'll give God some of my time. You know, yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, I'm going to heaven. But 
It's got a lot going on. And Really? What about a dime? Well, I give God a dime of my time. I'll give God a little bit of my time. And, but, but I just, I got my own ambitions and my own goals. What about a, a quarter? Will you give God a quarter? Uh, what about a dollar? Uh, you know, would you say, Lord, I'm willing. Now listen, God is not going to twist your arm and say, you need to do this. You know, he can, but he's not going to do it. And that's the essence of this message. God expects, listen to me, I love you. Y'all look up here, everybody. God expects you and me to work out what he works in. Are you with me? This means no, this means yes. So, question. How many of you really need a little bit more discipline in your life? Your thought life, your TV life. Come on, let's be honest. It's just us here, right? Nobody else is here. It's just us. We need a little bit more discipline in our life, don't we? I think every one of us need a little bit more discipline. When it comes to serving God, are you available? I got to do this, and I got to do this. <laughs> we all got excuses. I won't be honest with you. I love you, but I got to be honest with you. We do what we want to do. It's quiet in here. I love it. <laughs> we do what we want to do. And the truth of the matter is, so much of us, we're running our own life. Jesus Christ is not really running our life. Let's be honest. But, but today God's saying, look, look, I don't have a bad plan for you. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. If you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts unto you? But I believe, listen, see if you agree with me, if you don't agree, that's fine. This is just for men and women of God who are serious about the relationship with God. I believe these days in 2021 are calling for men of God, women of God, to stand up and be counted. And if you're not going to be that, you're going to be a hindrance to the work of God. Well, that was a powerful statement. I didn't plan to say that. You know you can be a hindrance to the work of God? And I'll be honest with you. When you're not right with God and you're backslidden from God, you begin to criticize and nitpick and fault-find our brothers and sisters instead of being on the same team. I've seen it happen so many times through the year. If a person, look, can I be honest with you? If you don't really repent, and I don't repent, get right with God, get broken before God, your attitude, my attitude, our criticism, our judgmental spirit will dominate us, and then we get in the way of God instead of the will of God. Can I get a witness? Y'all don't talk to me. That's all right. Hey, I know I'm right on track. I know I'm right on track because I get this way and you get this way. And some of us need to really, really step up to the plate. You've been using every excuse under the book for not serving God. I'm telling you, you say, but pastor, I don't want to come to church and feel bad. Look, America's in a mess. And if it's ever going to have any witness, it's going to be the people of God that's going to us, that's going to see the glory of God coming on our communities and on our churches. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, uh, this first, uh, what kind of Christian does God use? Notice what uh, Paul said. He said this, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and of earth, and some to honor. There's a high price to follow Christ, a high price. What kind of price are you willing to pay? Jesus Christ paid for every sin that you've ever committed, 
and I've ever committed. Don't you think that's worth serving our Lord over? Come on, folks. A man who would give his life for you and me, take us to heaven, seal us with his Holy Spirit, be good to us day after day, bless us with help, bless us with a good family, bless us uh, with the peace of God that passes understanding, bless us with, uh, with every uh, good gift from him, with uh, his presence, his promises. Look, he's worth serving. He's worth loving. Don't you agree? He is. Man, he is. And so question, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Wake up call. Look, in this great house, they're not only vessels of gold and silver. So what kind of Christian does God use? The Lord put three Christians on my heart. Number one, there is the guarding Christian. Hey, you ever eaten supper? Uh, and after supper, uh, you put the dishes in the dishwasher or in the sink. Can I ask you a question? What would it be like to take those vessels right there and eat on them the next day? How many would do that? Would you do that? Would you eat on the next day? And the next day all week, would you use the same plate and the same fork? Wait a minute. Would you, would you eat out of this same spoon right here? Would you really? A dirty vessel? <laughs> you say, Pastor, you're ridiculous. I'm telling you. Sometimes that's what we want God to do in our life. God uses clean vessels, not perfect vessels, clean vessels. What, what would you rather eat, out of this dirty spoon right here, or would you rather eat out of clean spoons like this? You see, that's what Paul's saying to Timothy. Be clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. How clean are you? Have you talked about somebody, gossiped about somebody, thought bad thoughts about somebody, been lusting? Come on, talk to me. Been watching stuff you shouldn't watch? Hey, you say, but preacher, nobody's perfect. I know. But if we want to be clean vessels before the Lord, we've got to confess our sins. That's step one. That's not bad news. That's good news. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What kind of vessel are you? You wouldn't eat out of a dirty spoon. You wouldn't eat out of a dirty plate. And yet we want God to use us. He's not going to use a dirty vessel. That's what Paul's saying. He's saying, purge yourself. Look at this in verse 20 again. But in a great house, there is not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and of earth, and to some to honor and some to dishonor. There's a high price to follow Christ. And I'll be honest with you, our flesh doesn't want to yield to the Lord. How many know what I'm talking about? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably may not be saved. Once you get born again, you know there's something in you that just wants to pull you away from God. Can I get a witness? Thank you, thank you. And so I know that you're pulled away. The question is, how disciplined are you? Are you going to give in the flesh? Are you going to be a carnal Christian? Are you going to be a baby Christian? Are you going to move mountains for the glory of God? Are you just going to go through your life playing church and, and being religious and and having a, you know, social club going on on Sunday? Really, what's the deal? Do you really want to make a difference in your family? Do you really want to see God do great exploits in your life? It's not going to happen being a dirty vessel. And I don't know about you, but I'm preaching to myself right now. There are times when uh, I know that I don't get a prayer to heaven. 
times when I'm short with Deanna. I don't, uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And live with your wives according to knowledge, seeing she be the weaker vessel. Giving her honor so that your prayers be not hindered. Look, we can play all day long, and, and, but God knows our hearts. Search me, O oh God, and know the thoughts and intents of my heart. Lead me in a plain path. O oh God, my heart is deceitful. Above all things, desperately wicked. All you got to do is read the saints of God and hear that they knew how it was to walk with the Lord and how they had to get right with God. Uh, we've got a church full of people today who seemingly... Uh, are not really getting serious about paying the price to follow Christ. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's why our culture is like it is. Boy, that hurt. And that hurt. But the, the fault is not at the lost world. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They don't know God. The real question is, are we, the blood-washed the blood church, doing what we ought to do? And are we living like we ought to live for the glory of God? That is going to make a difference in this nation and in our families and in the community. It's when we say no to the flesh, yes to the Spirit, and watch God do great things. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you what. Time's running out. The hour's late. And what we do for the Lord, we had better do it quickly. Because you know, it's a late day, isn't it? It's a late day, isn't it? We're losing a younger generation, aren't we? I mentioned it last week. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, we got some that go to church and all that. Praise the Lord. I'm glad. But that's just a starting place, bringing them to church. Living at home is more important. And by the way, we get an hour or two with them in Sunday school and church. I said it last week. But look at how many hours, 168 hours during the week where we're able to feed our mind on TV and YouTube and all kind of stuff that's not of the Lord. We are in a predicament here where we only got a small window to influence our young people. And so uh, leading them in a biblical worldview is our goal, our passion. But I want to tell you something, but brother and sister, as a dad, as a mom, as a grandparent, we got to step up to the plate. I know this coronavirus, COVID-19, set back a lot of people. I understand that. A lot of anger, a lot of frustration, the voting and the presidential election. Don't let the devil sidetrack you from paying the price to follow Christ. Don't let him do it. Today, God's saying, where are you? Not where am I, not where somebody sitting beside you. Where are you at? And what are you going to do about paying the price to follow Christ? Number one. How can we do it? By guarding your heart. I think that's one certainly, by guarding your heart. What kind of Christian does God use? A Christian that guards his heart. Will you pay attention, please, for a moment and read with me in chapter 2, verse 22. Look at your Bible and find verse 22. Look what Paul said to Timothy. Flee also useful lust. That's a craving, uh, a passion, uh, you know, these... Uh, uh, these ungodly thoughts and uh, and you know what beloved we live in a world we're not to be of the world but we live in the world but we don't have to let the world influence us why because greater is he that's in me than he's in the world and I tell you brother I know you're in a battle I love and you men you're, you're rubbing shoulders every day with a lost world look at me just a minute you businessmen and you men I know we live in a dog eat dog world 
and you're having to face it every day. Cutthroat mentality. How to make a dollar. Lie about it. Deceive about it. And work with people who don't care about God and they don't care about you and they don't care about anybody else. But look, that's why you and I need the power of God because God's placed us in the world to be good salt and good light in a dark world. That's why you need the power of God. That's why you need to get filled up on Sunday. Because you're going to go out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're going to fight the world, the flesh, the devil every day. You know what I'm talking about. And that's why it's so important to get around the people of God, the joy of the Lord, the word of God, the presence of God, to get filled up with the glory of God so you go out and have an influence in this dark and dying world. But look, if you're not making, you're not doing business with God, again, you're not going to be prepared. My goal in my heart's cries, mamas, you're at home with your children. You know they're facing all this stuff, and my, my, my. Guard your heart. Can I ask you a personal question? Don't anybody raise your hand. How many of you today will be honest with the Lord and honest with me and say, Pastor, there's some things in my life I've let slip. I've let slip. It's just, I didn't plan it, it's just, I slipped. In my thought life, I've slipped in my attitude. I've slipped a little bit and and becoming more covetous or greed, or I've I've slipped in lust. Now, now I'm, I'm you know I'm surfing the internet for pornography. Come on, I, I'm watching stuff that's really not healthy for me. I know it's not healthy for me, uh, but but I've just kind of drifted. Hey, look. It's not, it's not a bomb, it's not something a person falls off the precipice overnight. Watch this, watch this. It's a gradual slipping. Can I get somebody to say, man? <laughs> I know it's a gradual slipping. And it's a gradual compromising. Little compromises bring big consequences. I'm just saying, brother, I love you, man. I'm not going to throw rocks at you. I'm not going to throw rocks at you, sister. I'm going to love you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to get upon the burden with you and fight this battle with you. I want to see you get victory. How many know I've declared war on the devil? And, and so that's what we're to do with each other, right? Bear one of those burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. Talk to me, somebody. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another. That you might be healed. Affect your fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. By the way, y'all listen now. Some of us, and, and, and I've noticed this. See if this is true with you. I've noticed that if I'm not careful, I can look inward all the time. Me, myself, and I. My needs, my family, my job, my life, my house, my car, my children. Nothing wrong with uh, doing that within balance. I want to tell you something. It's when we get filled up with God and we start pouring out to others that the Lord is going to meet needs in your life and your family that will only be met as you and I yield to Him and become a vessel for His glory. I've seen God do it. Did I, did I say too much? Are you with me here? You'll follow up what I'm saying in just a moment. In case you didn't follow what I just said, you'll, you'll follow up in just a moment. Guard your heart. Number two, the second kind of Christian. God uses a given Christian, Dorcas, in the book of Acts chapter 9. I preached the lady's funeral just a few months ago. She was a giving Christian lady. 
And I'm not just talking about monetary here. I'm talking about your time. Hey, look, are you willing to give the Lord some time during the week? How much time are you willing to give the Lord the week after you work? I know you got to work. I know you got a job. I know you got stuff you got to do. How many know when you get home, there's a lot to do? How many know you never get caught up? How many know you can spend all every waking hour and still not get caught up? Come on, y'all talk to me. But here's the deal. See if you agree with me. Look, where are your priorities? <laughs> you got to set your priorities, man. Hey, you got to set your priorities. If the Lord is not important to you, you're not going to have time for it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> A giving Christian, Dorcas Gade. Do you know what people are going to say about you, Josh, when you're dead and gone? They're going to say about what you did in your life. That's right. It's like we did about Jerry yesterday. When you're dead and gone, people are are going to remember you by what you did for the glory of God. Most Christians will. What, what, what are they going to say about you? What are they going to say about you? It, it might not, you might be 80-something. Jared was 76 years old, but we're not promised that we'll live that long. You know what I'm talking about? What, what, what kind of legacy are you going to leave behind? What, what kind of life are you living now? But, well, who are you influencing? Is there somebody on your heart today that you need to pray? First, we need to step up and say, Lord, I want to be the kind of Christian you want to use. If you're not concerned about using, being God using you, can I be honest with you? You're way backslidden from God. <laughs> you're so far away from God that you just don't even care about the things of God. Come on. I love you, but I got to tell you, that's probably the condition of the average Christian today. But I don't care. I'm just, I can. That's all I can do. And, and uh, so there's a price to follow Christ. No, no, no. You may not be called to the ministry. But, but you are called to serve the Lord. A guarding Christian, a giving Christian. Thirdly, a grasping Christian. Nehemiah, cupbearer of the king. You know what Nehemiah could have done? He said, man, I've got it made. I'm in the palace. All I, I, I'm, you know, I'm just going to sit soaking sour. No, Nehemiah was burdened to rebuild the walls, burned in 586 B.C. Nehemiah cast the vision. And, and look, some of you, you've got great ability. You are gifted, amazingly, gifts I do not have. Some of you have absolutely remarkable giftings. I've been around you enough, I know. And, and you have that ability that God's given you to do great exploits, notable feats. I mean, really. Some of you, the Lord has gifted you in areas of administration, of teaching, of encouragement, of compassion, of serving, and uh, uh, perception. You've been gifted, uh, really, I'm saying this. Nehemiah took what God gave him and used it. Yes, he did. And, and God's rebuilt the walls in 52 days. Remarkable, to say the least. Now, come on, paying the price to follow Christ. Secondly, how can we be used of God in a mighty way? Brother Jerry Hubbard, Josh mentioned yesterday, at our home going. Have you got your, that Bible with you you brought yesterday? Listen to this. I thought this was a blessing. When was this your dad bought it? 70s or 80s? It had to have been the 80s. You weren't even born until 1980. Somebody say amen. All right. Brother Jerry bought his son. It, they had some kind of meeting at the church, and, and uh, uh, there was a Bible for sale. It was over $100. And uh, Brother Jerry was truck driver, retired. Josh shared yesterday that, 
you know, you know, he uh, lived a frugal life, and God bless, but he wasn't wealthy per se, financially, but was wealthy spiritually. You know what he did? Somebody said, you're going to pay $100 for that Bible for your son? Josh wanted it. And Jerry said, yeah, I'm going to pay $100 for that Bible. Well, guess what? Josh still has it. I'd say that was a great investment, wouldn't you? See, see, sometimes, I mean, the money, you know, like, I'm not going to pay $100 for that Bible. I got $100. I need to use it somewhere else. That was an investment. That was a deposit. So, so how are we depositing our children's lives? How are we depositing? If a man, therefore, cleanse, get clean thoroughly. That word purge means clean up thoroughly. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Nobody raise your hand. Heimdall would say, I've been saying some bad stuff lately. Don't raise your hand. Things coming out of my mouth that weren't healthy and wholesome for a Christian. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> How many would say this? I know probably every hand in here would be raised. Maybe except for Destry Lynn, and even she would probably might say, yeah, Pastor. But look, how many would say, Pastor, I've been thinking bad thoughts. Don't raise your hand. I talked with a man this week who was a Christian, dedicated Christian. He's going through a lot physically. He's gone through all kind of tests and so forth, and he's had these treatments, and he said, I can see. Listen to me. He said, now I'm not saying he would, but he said, I can see where a person, if they really weren't saved, even if they were, when they go through all these kinds of stuff that he's been through physically, how they could just feel like giving up and in their life. You know anybody like that? You know anybody like that? <laughs> Purge. Now watch this. I'm almost done. How can we be used of God in a mighty way? Here's how we can be used. Get cleaned up. Purge yourself. Number two, get filled up. And number three, get poured out. I'm done. I'm done. Here's what I want you to remember. Pour into me, Lord, so I can pour into others. That's what God is saying. Stand to your feet, would you?